Welcome to Lifestyle Solopreneur, the community for entrepreneurs who put lifestyle first. Join your host, Flavia Barris, as she interviews successful lifestyle solopreneurs and shares ideas to help you find the perfect balance between lifestyle, business, and self. Flavia is an attorney, marketing expert, and founder of several online academies. She's been featured in major media, including BBC World News, The Wall Street Journal, The New York Post, ESPN Television, and more. Join us for this episode of Lifestyle Solopreneur. Hey, Lifestyle Solopreneurs. Today, we get to hear from Simon Ree. He has three decades of experience as an active trader, investor, and financial markets professional. He previously held senior positions with Goldman Sachs and Citibank in Singapore. We've all heard of them before retiring from the corporate world in 2017. In addition to trading his own account, he is the founder of TaoofTrading.com, an online education company that has helped thousands of aspiring wealth builders learn how to use the financial markets to generate the prosperity they desire. He's also the author of the Amazon number one best-selling book, The Tao of Trading, How to Build Abundant Wealth in Any Market Condition. Welcome to the show, Simon. Hi, Flavia. Thanks for having me. It's fantastic to have you. I think there are a lot of people who aspire to do what you do, both being a trader and investor in the markets, but also teaching what they know and uh, being that kind of coach and mentor and instructor to others who want to follow in footsteps, right? Of someone who's more experienced than them. So how did you get from at some point in your life, you probably knew nothing about the stock market and finance. What drew you into a corporate job in that field? And then how did you break away to what you're doing now? Sure. Uh, Thanks for the question. So I, I, I guess my interest in the stock market was peaked when I was still in high school. Uh, I was in my second last year of high school during the 1987 stock market crash. And that whole episode, uh, it just fascinated me. I was too young to have have any skin in the game at the time. So I I didn't lose any money. But I just found the the fast pace and the news and everything really quite mesmerizing. And uh, I had an economics teacher at the time who was very into financial markets. And he really helped pique my interest as well. And I I just thought to myself, wow, I, I want to do something in the stock market one day. So I uh, studied economics and finance at university. And uh, my, my first job at a university was working as a futures broker. And that was great because I learned a lot about markets and derivatives and options and, and that sort of stuff. But I, I just didn't find wheat and pork bellies as exciting as, as companies and stocks. So uh, it, was, it was in the mid-90s, I, I made the switch. I, I joined Goldman and uh, worked on the equities desk. And yeah, it kind of built a business based around options and derivatives from my futures background. Uh, and then in 2005, I was asked to uh, found and head up the markets desk at Goldman Sachs. I, I did that for four or five years. In 2010, I then got headhunted by Citibank in Singapore, moved up to Singapore to live and work in Asia for a few years. And well, that's, <laughs> that's where I still am. But yeah, I, I got to, I guess, my mid 40s and started asking myself, those tough life questions about, you know, what are you doing with your life? What's your, what's your marginal contribution to society? And I, I didn't really like a lot of the answers I was coming up with because I realized I'd spent my entire corporate career really working with and helping people who are already extremely wealthy stay that way or get even wealthier. And I thought, you know, look, I've, I've got a skill set here uh, and I, I'd really like to put this skill set to use and helping people who, you know, want to start their wealth journey rather than people who are have really kind of already made it. 
I've been involved in martial arts for most of my life as well. And I've always loved not just learning, but teaching. I, I became a, a Jeet Kune Do instructor. And, and yeah, being able to combine, I guess, a skill set that I developed in finance with a passion for teaching uh, was what led me to TowerOfTrading.com. And so tell us, what is Tower of Trading? If somebody is looking for more education in this area, what are they going to find there? So Tower of Trading, it's, I, I wrote a book of the same title, uh, and it's a book on options trading. First question many people ask is, well, why would the world need yet another book on options trading? We've, we've already got hundreds of those. And that's a, it's a very fair observation and a very fair question. Now, I've read a great number of those books. I, I was required to read some of them through my professional career. What I can tell you is uh, all of the books on options trading that I've read, both boring and difficult. And what I thought the world needs is a book on options trading that is both simple and engaging. And based on the, the feedback and the reviews I've had on my book, I, I think I've ticked those two boxes. And so I wanted to build a, an online academy that had the same principles, teaching people only what they needed to know, but, but really teaching in, a, in an engaging and fun manner and making trading a lot more visual, a lot more intuitive, and really taking a lot of the, I guess, you know, removing all of the hard math and kind of difficulties that are often associated with trading out of the game. And, and trying to put a bit of bit of fun and, and just making it more visual and, and more intuitive. Well, it's great when you can take a subject that is numbers, right? <laughs> numbers yeah. and math, and it's kind of analytical, a lot of data-driven, and make it accessible and more interesting because that is a skill. Not everybody who's an instructor or teacher can take something like math and make it engaging. So good on you for, for accomplishing that. I love, let's talk about the name, Tao of Trading. First of all, pronunciation, right? I'm, I'm American, I say Tao, but tell us, how is it truly pronounced for anyone out there who wants to say it right? And how did you come up with the name? Well, I mean, the, the, it's Tao, T-A-O. The correct pronunciation in Chinese would be Tao, uh, but that, that can be kind of confusing for a Western audience. So Tao of Trading is, is absolutely fine. I, you know, I want people to, to be able to find me. So uh, yeah, let, let's keep calling it Tao. The title is, it's an homage to Bruce Lee's book, The Tao of Jeet Kune Do. So as I said earlier, I'm a Jeet Kune Do instructor. Jeet Kune Do is the martial art that Bruce Lee developed. And he wrote this wonderful book called The Tao of Jeet Kune Do. And, and so that was the inspiration for the, for the title of my book. The Tao meaning the way. And what my book gives people is kind of everything you need to know to get started in trading. It's, it's not just talking about setups and charts and technical analysis. Yeah, we, we certainly cover that, but we do a deep dive into perhaps some of the subtler aspects as well in terms of uh, mindset, psychology, risk management, and then how to make it all happen, how to really kind of build your own trading business. A lot of people that think of, of trading, and by the way, earlier when we talked about options, option trading, there's some people listening who are like, I don't even know what that is, which is fair, right? Absolutely. I want this to be an, a podcast that really educates people and helps, you know, introduce them to new things. But there's people listening who are like, I know exactly what this is all about. So to kind of meet them in the middle, give us like the brief 15, 20 second explanation of what is options trading. And then after that, we can talk a little bit about sort of what is the day-to-day -day life of someone who is an investor, like who describes himself as a part-time or full-time investor. And that's how they make the majority of their living. Because I'm sure there's folks out there who don't realize that you can actually make an income from being a trader. You could also lose a lot of money. So let's talk a little bit about that for anyone that's not already familiar with your world. 
Sure, great question. So an option is, it's a financial instrument and its price is derived from what happens to the underlying or what it's attached to in a sense. So I, I trade stock options, options on stocks. And so the options that I buy, will their value will be impacted by what happens to the underlying stock, whether it's Apple or Microsoft or JP Morgan, just as examples. There are only two kinds of options. There are call options and put options. We buy call options when we expect the underlying, the price of the underlying stock to go up. We just remember call up, as in call up a friend. And we buy put options when we expect the underlying, the price of the underlying stock to go down. So just remember put down as in put down your phone. Now, the beauty of options is that you can make money in stocks in both rising and falling markets. Call options will become profitable when stocks rise. Put options will become profitable when stocks fall. The other beautiful thing about options is that you can make money from options using only a fraction of the amount of money it would take to buy the underlying stock. Let's look at call options, for example. I call call options the the Airbnb of the finance industry. Because when you buy a call option, it's a lot like renting a stock. Now, you could buy beautiful beach house in Malibu, but it might cost you millions of dollars. You might be able to rent one for two weeks and, and maybe you could actually afford to do that. And the amount you pay in rent is only going to be a fraction of what you'd have to pay to buy the underlying house. But you've, you've got, essentially got all the benefits of owning that house for that short period of time. And that's similar to what you're doing with a call option. You, you are controlling a stock. Let's say you control Google for, for 30 days. But instead of having to pay $10,000 to buy 100 Google shares, you might only pay a few hundred dollars to buy an option. Now, the downside with options trading is that they do, options do expire. They've, they've got a finite life. You, know, you, you could buy Google stock and hang on to it forever. And even if it falls after you buy it, you, you can just sit there and hopefully make money in it one day. Uh, with options, you've got that fairly short period of time in which to make money, which is why we teach trading setups. A trading setup is just something, it's a set of criteria or a set of circumstances that identifies a high probability moment in time to enter a stock or enter a position. And that's what we're really looking for with options. We're looking to make money quickly. Uh, my typical holding period for an option will be anything from two to three days to two to three weeks. And as you said earlier, yeah, it is, it is certainly possible to, to lose money when trading. In fact, losing trades are part of the game, that they are an operating expense. It's important to remember that this job is called trading. It's not called guaranteed profits, okay? So there will be losing trades. And it's important people realize this with their eyes wide open when they get into the business. And it's why risk management is, is so crucial uh, and why we have a, an entire module devoted to risk management in Options Academy. Well, it sounds like a lot of fun to sort of learn all this new terminology as well as these kind of techniques. So we're all about lifestyle and in entrepreneurship. In what ways does being an investor lend itself to lifestyle? The most common way I've seen is it, it gives people an off-ramp to a corporate job. What, what I've learned, and, and maybe the people who are attracted to trading are a uh, uh, maybe they don't represent everybody, but uh, from, from my experience, most people have got at least some dissatisfaction with their corporate job. And quite a, quite a large number of people can't stand their job and they're, they're looking for a way out. But it's very hard to walk away from a paycheck. A lot of people, more so probably these days than ever before, they've got a side hustle or they've got a passion project, but they, they don't know how to walk away from the paycheck or they don't have time to turn that side hustle into, into a full-time income. 
what trading can do is is give you a bridge to, I guess, a more entrepreneurial lifestyle, or it can give you an off ramp or an exit from that corporate job. Because by learning to trade, you can start to supplement your income. Now, I'm I'm not suggesting that trading is going to replace your full time income, or, or certainly not in the short term. It, it certainly could over the longer term. But what it could do is give you enough of an income that comes in consistently that you've got the confidence to say, you know what, I don't need the corporate job anymore. I've got enough income here to kind of meet my basic expenses. And if I throw my time and effort and passion into this side hustle or this this entrepreneurial venture I'm looking at, I know I can make that work. So like I say, trading, it can be a really good bridge to that more entrepreneurial lifestyle that many people are pursuing. So could you live and do your work from anywhere? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so long as you've got a reliable internet connection, yeah, you, you really can do this from, from anywhere. I've, I've done it from at least 20 different countries in the world. And time zone wise, are there certain time zones that are optimal because you sort of are awake when everyone else is, is awaiting the markets to open? Yeah, that's a great question. I trade the US markets exclusively, which might sound odd coming from Singapore, but it's because the US stock market has got by far the best liquidity and by far the most abundant set of opportunities. So you can probably tell by my accent, I'm Australian. I used to trade the Australian market and the US market. I just found the Aussie market wasn't wasn't worth the time and the stress of dealing two time zones. So I focus solely on the US market. Now that opens at 9.30 p.m. my time. So you can tell I'm not day trading. I'm really only trading the first half hour of the market and then uh, I'm looking to looking to go to bed. But yeah, if you're traveling, you just have to be aware of uh, what hours the US market is open and make sure you've got half an hour in your day where, where you can catch that uh, the, that open market activity. So if, you know, if you're in Europe, it could be in the evening. If you're in Asia, it's definitely going to be in the evening. If you're in the US time zone, it's going to be you know, sometime during your day. And for anyone listening who wants to follow in your footsteps and become a teacher, a trainer, someone who passes on their knowledge to others, do you have any advice for them? Yeah, get started. Don't let perfection be the enemy of action. Honestly, it's, I think if you've got that desire to do it, just, just get started. Probably the, the best advice I received was don't try and build a product first and, and, then, and then go and sell it. Sell the product first and then build it as you go. And so you know, my, my first iteration of my, my training academy was literally recordings of me running weekly webinars with, with people who wanted to learn how to trade. And so when I, when I first offered the online course, I knew what I wanted to do, but I, but I hadn't built it yet. I, I kind of built it as I went. And that way you're not spending, you're not sinking hundreds of hours into a product that may or may not work, that may or may not hit the market. Whereas if you build it as you go, you're getting paid to, to, to build that product. And, and also you, you, know that, uh, you know it's hitting the market because you've got people involved already. It's been so much fun to talk. Again, it's hard to make the markets engaging, but you do it. I don't know if it's the accent or just the way that you are and the way that you speak, but I learned a lot speaking with you and I hope others who are listening did as well. What are some sort of parting words that you can give as advice to people that are either afraid of jumping into the market, but it's something they've always wanted to learn more about? They just feel like maybe it's a different kind of person or someone who wears a suit, you know, who gets into this kind of thing and not just for anybody, what would you say to them to inspire them to at least learn more about this area of finance before they dismiss it? We've got members from over 40 different countries now. And we've got people from all walks of life. We've got yoga teachers, school teachers, engineers, 
retirees. Our youngest member is 18, our oldest member is 83, and they're all making consistent income. So in, anybody can do this. All it takes is the desire and, and that initial investment in time. In terms of being scared about getting into it, look, I, I totally get that. What I say to people is, don't even think of yourself as a trader. Think of yourself as a risk manager. Your job is to manage your pot of money really responsibly. And, and you're going to put a very high bar on any trades that you might consider and actually put your money, expose your money to risk on. So you're a risk manager first, right? first, first, second and third. Don't even think of yourself as a trader. And by taking that sort of an attitude, you'll probably find that you can overcome a lot of your fear. Well, it's been great to speak with you. I wish I'd ever made it to Singapore. It sounds like a wonderful place to be. It must be because you stayed there, right? You, you can now go anywhere you want in the world, but that's where you've chosen to make your home base. It's been fabulous to talk to you. Thank you so much for sharing what you know with this audience. An absolute pleasure, Flavia. Thank you. Guess what, lifestyle solopreneurs? If you don't yet have an online business earning you enough passive income to live the life of your dreams, I'd like to suggest you consider trying out Kajabi. Kajabi is an all-in-one solution where you can create and teach online courses, publish a paid newsletter, launch a free or paid podcast, process payments, build one-on-one -on -one coaching portals for your clients, and much, much more. I personally use Kajabi to power numerous successful and profitable online businesses. Lifestyle solopreneurs, there's a free trial of Kajabi waiting for you at this link, www.kfreetrial.com. You can try Kajabi for free, no obligation, by going to www.kfreetrial.com. Again, kfreetrial.com, and that K stands for Kajabi. Starting an online business helped me break free from that corporate grind, and I hope it does the same for you. You have nothing to lose and absolutely everything to gain. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and see you next time.